If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for joining your boy yet again for another edition of Pope's Point of View. And of course, I am your host of hosts, your God Light, your Paragon of Virtue, your former NWA World Television Champion, the Pope, Elijah Burke. And you are listening to the podcast that is indeed known as 45 Minutes of Fire. And apparently some dogs, too. That's right. And then some. And guys, I, I want you to sit back. I want you to buckle up and prepare for the ride. That is indeed known as the Fantastic Voyage. Because this week, your boy is back in the captain's seat. Y'all know what went on last week. So let me go on ahead and bring him and her in right here, right now. Who the hell am I talking about? I'm talking about none other than the drag queen extraordinaire the political activist, the PWI columnist, and contributor, and the multiple award QWI winner, Polo Del Mar. How are you, Polo? Pope, it is Poyo Del Mar, and I am heartbroken that I'm not captaining this ship anymore. Oh, last week's episode was so good with me in the lead. <laughs> um, thank God we switched seats before we hit that iceberg, that's for sure. Oh, well, the people loved it. Yeah, it was great, Polo. I mean, every now and then we got to switch role, play a little role change, if you will, except I'm not going to be walking around here in no high heels. You can keep that to yourself. But nonetheless, we are back, and we're going to do this thing, Jack, like we always done. So we're going to kick it off by jumping and delving straight into the news. What about diving? Well, Polo, if you want to go ahead and dive, you just go right on ahead and dip on in there. Gosh, what a sight that is. Can you imagine Polo skinny dipping? dip up in there. (laughs) Speaking of woo, Polo, that's just a great time for your boy to go ahead and transition in right into the news. Transition. Shout out to Gabby Tough. Shout out to Gabby Tough. (laughs) 
Mr. <laughs> Wu himself has indeed been ruling the news with the letter Z and every other news with S, that is, when it comes to wrestling in particular. Now, Polo, you and I touched on this a couple of episodes back when um some friendly fire was exchanged uh, between Dutch Mantel and Ric Flair. Uh, we talked about that last match. As a matter of fact, I am still on the last match. I've gone back to watch it again, okay? And I had to stop midway through. You're for punishment. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Uh, you're right, because I stopped halfway through. It was literally putting me to sleep, and it was sad. Of course, during that time when I watched it, you know, we watched it for what it was, but going back to watch it again, it really is sad. It's it's really hard to watch. And Dutch Mantel um, said what he said, and man, it drew um, the 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 ire, if you will, the angst, the disgust, uh, uh, the fire from the legendary nature boy Ric Flair, who decided to take to social media himself and respond to Dutch Mantel's uh, criticism of Flair's match. Now, a lot of you are aware that Flair had the last match. It wasn't the best match. Hell, it was just bad. Okay, let's just say it like it is. But for those of us who like Flair, respect Flair, respect his legacy and, and his body of work, we were all down for it. And I, I know I'm speaking for some other people, but specifically for myself, I was down to see him do it one last time. Why, Polo? Because of what the man has gone through. Because he's survived death four or five times over and has continually kicked out. And so I felt and I feel even though that match is is, is a stain, if you will, on the prestigeness of of Flair's legacy, um, I think he had the right to do that. And, and I think he deserved the right to be happy. And, Polo, before you go off, Mr. Dutch Mantel 2.0, people paid knowing what they were going to get. Nobody bought that pay-per-view. Nobody went to that arena, which they drew more than Flair versus freaking Steamboat, okay? And more than the last Raw that was held in that building. No one bought that going in thinking they were going to get Ric Flair not, just even 10 years ago. They knew what they were getting. We all did. Yeah, of course they did. They they knew, and it was one of those things where you want to be able to say you were present for that moment in wrestling history. It is a moment in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made me think when you were doing all that Talking, I mean, all that talking. <laughs> uh, it made me think about how um, Joan Crawford, this legendary um, actress who's won all these awards, later in her career, she's doing these films that are just absolutely terrible, like Trog or whatever. And people are just, you know, chastising her. And, um, in her instance, she was saying, well, I'm still a great actress, but nobody's offering me these roles. For him, this is his last hurrah, you know, right. presumably. Mm-hmm. He knows that this is his last time, and he just, you know, it's probably not the way I would want to go out, but he went out with a sold-out payday and a lot of money coming in, so there you go. A lot of money. And um, again, we're we're talking about someone doing it their way, as Frank Sinatra. Of course, and Flair's last match, 
um, sold more tickets than any Dutch Mantel match ever. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. I, and I seriously like Dutch Mantel, but you know, you have to consider like, consider the source. Like Dutch Mantel's last match was nobody knows. Yeah, well, not just his last match. I think you could take a toll of that. Dutch Mantel, for those of you who don't know, he was like a a fixture in the territory days, especially more specifically like Mid South and World Class Championship Wrestling. Old Dirty Dutch Mantel, or like more specifically, not even those. Um, more specifically, very very uh, Memphis as well. Around, uh, Memphis, that was his home. Memphis was his home. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes throughout Georgia. But not even really in the mid south. Not even it. Uh, he he was never that much of a fixture in anything in Texas. It was mostly Memphis. His relationship with Jerry Lawler. He popped up throughout the Tennessees. He did color commentary and appeared on an, a significant number of episodes of Smoky Mountain, produced by Jim Cornette. So, but uh, you know, he's a he was a journeyman worker. Also very prevalent in Puerto Rico, by the way. He had a lot of success mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico, but. The people in the United States know him best as like Uncle Zeb or whatever, you know, from his time with WWF, WWE, manage as a manager personality, more and sp- not a very interesting one at that. <laughs> more, more specifically, when he managed um, We the People, Jack yeah. Swagger. Um, but here, let's 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 hear what uh, Flair had to say about Old Dirty Dutch and. I quote Flair would write on his Instagram, thank God they used the word veteran and didn't call you a legend. Just a miserable old wrestler trying to make a buck. And by the way, you never had a legacy to begin with. Sounds like you, Polo. Ouch. I, you know, Flair, um... Flair cut to the chase. And if there's anybody who can assess somebody else's career and and decide who is a legend versus who is just a veteran, somebody and for the listener, you know, I like to personally throw around the term legend a lot and icon because those are people who are legendary or iconic to me. But if you're in the business of professional wrestling and you're Ric Flair, you get to literally determine who is and is not a legend by true standards. Right. Right. So, um, again, Flair has that right to say that. I mean, it is Ric Flair. Um, Should he have been so uh, beaten uh, in in his mental mind? Should he have been so upset over the words? I mean, obviously, a lot of people felt that way. But should he have really felt that? hurt by the words of Dutch Mantel? Probably not because he's Ric Flair. But one of the things I that comes to my mind when we hear things like this is who knows how long like Dutch Mantel has been a low level thorn in Ric Flair's side. Like, you know what I mean? This right. It could be a situation where Flair's like, oh my God, you were an annoying pain in the ass 45 years ago and now you're still yapping? I, didn't, I thought you were dead. Wow. You yeah. know? Kind of thing, though. Like, yeah. we do not know the history that that they may have shared at some point in time. Indeed, indeed. And maybe that could be something. But on to... to <laughs> I want to go on. I want to move on. But just before I do, Dutch would respond. And, oh, Dutch, and Dutch response was a little bit more uh, classy. You know, he did take to 
social media on uh, March 16th to say that he challenged Flair to a debate. Polo, he challenged Flair to a debate on Zoom. On Zoom. <laughs> and um, he said, listen, we'll charge a, we'll charge. Oh, dear. We'll charge a dollar a view and donate it to charity. I don't know about you, but I don't know how much of a sellout that would be, even if it's on Zoom for a dollar. Where, 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 how many people would be interested in listening to two 73, 74 year olds argue back and forth about who was better? And well, what? who's zooming who here? Who's zooming who? <laughs> like, it, to me, it sounds like Dutch Mantel's like, I'm going to make my last ditch effort to become relevant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this, this it's was really probably when Ric Flair wrote that, people were probably, who the hell's Dutch Mantel? Right. <laughs> And du- and Dutch is saying, let's debate the truthfulness of your life instead of just your opinion on people like me critiquing your last match, which by the way hasn't changed. And he goes, uh, he goes on and on. But one of the people that I know you're very familiar with decided to chime in on this polo, and that was uh, Silken, who decided to, to tweet out, "Hey guys, sorry folks." And let me, I'm paraphrasing, but let me quote him. He said, sorry, folks, every word Dutch Mantel is saying about Ric Flair is true. Flair owes me 41000 for not fulfilling <laughs> four Ring of Honor appearances in 2009. Yes, I was a moron to pay Rick up front, but that's my story, and it's sad but true. And so... Gary <laughs> Silver's like, uh, maybe you could do a, a Zoom call and give me my money back. <laughs> If they're able to make that. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Instacart for the win. Yeah, but alright, enough of the drama. Uh, let's talk about some drama that's worthy of being talked about. The suspense, if you will, the the accolade that is coming for one great Muda, which apparently, which was, you know, presented to the world, announced to by the Nature Boy Ric Flair, and that is that the great Muta. We talked about him a couple of episodes ago about his last hooray, his bye bye match, his last match that was Isn't coming. A whole up. bunch better than Ric Flair's last. <laughs> Wow, and you know what? No one's going to argue with that. But what do you think about Great Muda going into the Hall of Fame for WWE? And he's never stepped foot never in the ring. Foot in WWE, never once. Uh, his his legacy with WCW was over before WWF even or WWE bought WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that I do think that Great Muda is obviously a pro wrestling Hall of Famer. Is he a WWF Hall of Famer? No, not by any sense or stretch of the imagination. No. Yeah. Well, but but, but he's a Hall of Famer nonetheless. Well, yes, that's for sure. Well, yeah. I, I think right now, Polo, D- WWE bears the responsibility to, and they've been had this, but apparently it's uh, uh, was always according to one man's approval and still may be the case, but they hold that right they have the responsibility to preserve 
the legacy of the wrestling business. There's no bigger company. There will never be a bigger company than WWE unless their sell, the, the, the sale happens and they're mismanaged and um, it, it falls. But as of right now, WWE best responsibility to honor the legacy and that's by honoring the legends that have helped build the legacy of professional wrestling, not just WWF slash E. Yes, and to a huge extent, that is absolutely true. Um, tangentially from this conversation, I saw I was actually in the middle of responding to a tweet um, from our friend Medusa, um, Deborah Michelli, uh, Alundra Blaze, uh, uh, herself a Hall of Famer. And she was talking about another name that's been floating around for a Hall of Fame placement, and that being Stacy Keebler, um, who is being considered apparently for the WWE Hall of Fame. And Medusa points out how people like Bull Nakano and the Jumping Bomb Angels and Leilani Kai and Judy Martin are not in a WWE Hall of Fame yet all of these diva era um, type of personalities are going in one after another. And it begs to me the question, is WWE trying to preserve the legacy of um, professional wrestling or are they trying to sell tickets to their one of their additional build-out events for WrestleMania weekend? Because I'm sure Stacey Keebler would sell far more tickets than a Leilani Kai does, but there's not a, a chance in hell that Stacey Keebler deserves to be in a Hall of Fame more than Leilani Kai, Judy Martin, the Jumping Bomb Angels, or Bull Nakano. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right, but we're talking the world of sports entertainment, and at the end of the day, this is about selling tickets. Who would have thought that a Hall of Fame would come down to selling tickets? It shouldn't, because that's not a real thing, then. Of course. Well, 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 I mean... If, it, if they're true, but the point you're, the, the, what I'm saying to you then, Pope, is that if in fact it's WWE's responsibility, I agree, to, you know, preserve this legacy and they're going to put fabulous, or, I'm sorry, they're going to put, um, Stacey they're, they're put Muda in the, the great Muda in their Hall of Fame where he never competed for Correct. them. And they're instead of going to put real bona fide legends and Hall of Fame worthy people. Like a Rock and Robin, like a you know Judy Martin, Leilani no Kai. No argument. You know, it, it's uh, hypocritical and oxymoronic then, because it's like, well, are you responsible for preserving this legacy, which means that Great Muda should go in, or are you trying to sell tickets? And you know that Great Mood is hot and has never worked for you, and this is your chance. Well, it's not just about selling tickets with Great Mood either. It's about possible partnership of WWE going back over to Japan. So again, this is sports entertainment. It's a business, and I've I've often said on this podcast that um, the WWE Hall of Fame is is about as legit as a WWE World Title. Yes, but um, at the same time, if you're if it's a a hall of fame and people in the industry want that hall of fame, then make it a little bit credible. Like, you know, I understand, okay, you want to sell tickets, but there's a lot of people that you could probably, no one is going to not accept it. I don't care how, uh, 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 I don't care how, how much we talk about its legitimacy, uh, including myself, if that were to be the case, 
Um, because it is still a form of recognition, and uh, and, and and then you know um, acknowledged by your peers. Uh, somewhat in this industry. Now, I joke and I make fun about the legitimacy of the Hall of Fame and I, about world titles being props or whatnot, as Russo once said. But the fact of the matter is, Polo, anytime a Hall of Fame inductee is based off of one's opinion and not their work, then that's a problem. You know, again, we still don't have the Midnight Express in there. You know, rumored. you know, we still don't have uh, Nikita Koloff in there. We we still don't have, you know, Lex Luger and Ole Anderson and the list goes on. So Ole yes, Anderson was noticeably left out. Yeah, noticeably. Like the, the group was admitted and he was omitted. Yeah, but at least one person was not omitted from that. And that's Rey Mysterio as he is the quote unquote headliner. Uh, y'all see what I did there? And you thought I was lying about selling tickets? He's the headliner for uh, this 2023 Hall of Fame induction. I would have to assume that they could not get Batista to agree or have time yet again. And that's not a knock. God knows that's not a knock on Ray Mysterio. He's well-deserving. But one would have thought that, you know, it's been it been in Hollywood that they would have, you know, Batista or The Rock to quote unquote headlines. This when did this is what I mean? But yeah, to headline um, a pay per view mm-hmm. that is called the WWE Hall of Fame induction. But guys, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk some WWE Raw, and we're going to jump into that universe next. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so Polo, we're back, and you and I, we were talking about. Uh, prior to this break about WWE and about the possibility of them being sold and mismanaged or whatnot. And there's a- talking about it, Pope. Well, of course I was. I have a right to. Do you know why, Polo? Because you're checking your stock, Pope? Because I got stock in WWE. That's absolutely right. I thought you sold it. I told you I sold it, but the name of the game is to sell before they dip and then to buy in on the rise. And right now, after what I sold the stock for, they're back up now. So I bought back in and my stock is up by full point, let's just say 5%. So we're up 5% now from where I sold and bought back in. So when you sell your stock while it's going down, you then make money off of what you have, uh, you know, what the stock was previously from your uh, your buy-in. And so when it levels out, and you say, okay, it's about to rise up, and that's that's what the stock is. It's, it's taking a gamble. It's following the trend and, and, and seeing the ups and downs. So I bought back in, and right now the stock of WWE is up 
5% from where I bought back in. So, hey, I got a right to talk about this. And the reason I bought back in at the time I did is because we're heading into WrestleMania season. We're going to get to Raw in just a second. But we're heading to WrestleMania season, and it's being reported right now that WWE is doing everything in their power to streamline uh, the WrestleMania cost and, and the production and, and all of that stuff because apparently they are going to be meeting. And they, by they, who do I mean, Polo? Who do I mean, Polo? Tell me. Who do I mean? It's Polo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> If anyone, we talked about this last week unwillingly as Polo was uh, flexing and posing at the ham of the ship, if you will. Didn't want to talk about Vince, but I made him. Vince was backstage. Yeah, but if you thought that was something, if anyone thinks for a second that Vince is not going to be at WrestleMania, think again. So of course he is. Vince is going to be there. And um, again, Polo, they're... They're, they're, it's been rumored and reported that they're going to have people working from home just to make this, you know, again, they're in Hollywood. Do you Can you imagine how many suitors are going to come out there possibly to, to just be a part of that spectacle, see what the possibility of them owning something like, you know, what they're going to witness at WrestleMania throughout that week? Yeah, it's certainly going to be a lot cheaper for them to have all those celebrities there too, because they don't have to fly them in. (laughs) Right. Right. So, um, yeah, that is, um, that's, that's very interesting. And, um, WWE gearing up for WrestleMania. We expect nothing less, but talking about WrestleMania, let's go on ahead and talk about the build to WrestleMania with WWE Raw. Everybody, Polo, in particular, speaking about what I'm about to mention, were they were up in arms, specifically on Twitter, about the Lesnar and Omar spot um, that went down with that promo in ring, and um, you know, they said that Amos had one job, one job to do, and he couldn't do that right. And this is not Pope talking. I'm just telling you what the consensus was on Twitter with, you know, getting Brock Lesnar over the top rope. Some did come to Amos' defense and say that uh, it was Brock's responsibility to get over the rope. Uh, But I'm of the old school that it was our responsibility. What say you, Polo? I I think that... First of all, the way they complained and and bitched and moaned, I watched that spot repeatedly because I was trying to see what everybody was so up in arms about. And was it perfect? And was it super smooth? No. But did it get the job done? Yes. And people calling him um, dangerous or things like that, that to me did not resonate at all. I watched that spot. It did not look like he was dangerous. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they were talking about. Well, I, I I agree with you on that, but I tell you what, I don't know what they were talking about, but I sure would like to know what they will be talking about once this match takes place <laughs> at WrestleMania. And I'm pretty certain that they're going to walk through whatever they're going to walk through. It's probably going to be a five match, you know, a five move match. Uh, you know, with you know Lesnar doing some punches, maybe grab a hold, do a couple of suplexes in F five. So um, I don't know, I don't know, but I do know this: Cody was on the show. 
Now, there's a lot of things that happened on this show. And let me give a shout out before I talk about Cody and, and the main event of WrestleMania. Because uh, Cody was the main event of this show, in my opinion, even though he wasn't the main event. But let me give a quick shout out to Otis. Let me give a shout out to Otis. Polo. The, oh, I had to think about it. Oh, like, the maximum male models have now acquired Otis into the fold, and I am for it. I'm, I'm all for it. I, listen, I want to see what they do. I want to see where it go. It is crazy how something so bad, if it just holds on and stick around, can start gaining traction. Somebody said New Day. See what I'm saying? So I do see them, especially with the addition of OTs. I can see this group picking up some steam. I look at the career of Otis, and boy, is he on a downslide. Like, you know what I mean? He went from winning money in the bank to losing money in the bank. And, and who uh, told and who told the world that he would lose that money in the bank briefcase before WrestleMania? I did. But go ahead. So, you know, it's one of those scenarios where I do think that Otis has the ability to entertain audiences. And Otis isn't afraid to look silly. There you Otis go. Otis isn't afraid to commit. As if Otis- you have a choice. I, I well, I don't think that it's about having. I, he certainly has a choice, but I think that what I'm saying specifically is I don't think all professional wrestlers can take something like that. I agree and adapt to it. You know, there's and it's not because of lack of willingness or lack of. Um, it's just because not everyone can latch on to something absurd and just own it. You know what I mean? It takes a very specific kind of person to not get in their head about it or to not think their way right out of it. I agree 100% on that. Well, again, shout out to Otis. I'll be uh, trying to catch as much of that as possible to see what they're able to do with it. And hopefully uh, it's spent or spunt in, into comedic goal, which I think he has the ability uh, to do. Um, back to Cody now. Cody defeated L.A. Knight. Polo, has L.A. Knight already reached the ceiling in WWE? L.A. Knight is reaching the ceiling that they're setting for him, for sure. You know what I mean? I, I think that in terms of his talent levels, he could go so much farther. In As relates or pertains to where they see him going, I think he's there. Will LA Knight be served better going back to NXT? He would be served better probably going anywhere else. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, I tell you what, this wasn't about Cody defeating LA Knight. Uh, that was just the backdrop, if you will, as they continue to get Cody ready for WrestleMania, obviously getting him some repetition and entering work uh, since his return at the Royal Rumble. But for me... This segment was about the promo polo. The promo that Cody Rose cut. The promo that Cody Rose delivered following this matchup was by far the best promo Cody has done in years. I don't know how scripted it was. I'm sure it was scripted. I don't know how workshopped it was, but this promo, just because of the delivery, it was full of emotion, it was full of passion, 
And that is what sells to the audience. Uh, Polo, how did this resonate with you? I think Cody does phenomenal work on his promos at all times. I think that Cody is uh, a rare case of somebody who speaks as well as he wrestles. And that is something that is not very common. Mm-hmm. People usually exceed uh, one or the other way. Um, Cody does both. Uh, this story, I really want to buy in, but there, there's something about Cody where my interest starts to wane over time. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in every company he's worked in. Yeah. And it's, I, I do believe it's something specific for me. It may not be the case for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he certainly has a lot of hype. I'm going to say they'd better pull the trigger on him. They got to. They because to. I think the audience will start to, to turn on him within a few months. Yeah. I think that'll happen even if he wins. Uh, oh, yes. And I, that's what I'm, I'm not saying that that's what's going to keep them from doing it. Yeah. I'm saying that this is going to be the peak of where the fans are supporting him. Yeah. So if we don't do it now, they're going to, it's going to slope down and it's going to be all downhill. Well, I, listen, man, we know the story is, is intriguing based off of the past. And by the past, we're talking about uh, the, the son of a plumber, if you will. We're talking about that legacy, that, that lineage in which one comes from. And obviously, uh, Cody Rose comes from the American dream, Dusty Rose. And this is all about his honor, apparently. And cement and one's own legacy, uh, that being Cody Rose. But when you talk about the American Dream, Dusty Rose, gosh, this man has had so much that he's accomplished in the world of professional wrestling, and even outside of the world of professional wrestling. And we know the impact that Dusty Rose has had on your boy. And I can only hope to be where he is one day. No, I'm not talking about in the afterlife right now, but I'm talking about where he's at in the upper echelon of the world of wrestling because you know what the American Dream Dusty Rose is, Polo? Dead! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A legend, Polo. Absolute legend. And you know who else could be one, Polo? Who? You can. Me. <laughs> yes, you. By simply visiting and ordering apparel for futurelegend.com. Whether that's shirt, shorts, leggings, hoodies, wigs, or face masks, Future Legend has all the latest styles to dress you up or down to become a legend in your own right. So, guys, be sure to follow Future Legend over on Instagram and stay updated on all their cool and new releases. And be sure to visit futurelegend.com using code POP10 to get 10% off of your order today. Future Legend clothing, aspire to, to inspire. inspire. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys. So we are back out of the universe and into the galaxy. And when I say galaxy, obviously we're talking about AEW Dynamite. Okay, the Big Bang Theory, if you will. Hey, don't that come in before them? I don't know. Maybe yes, I think it does. I think it does. does. How about that? Look at that tie-in. But Dynamite came to us this week from Winnipeg, Canada, and we saw earlier in that day, Polo, that uh, one of your favorites, Chris Jericho, was honored by the Premier of Canada, and um, he had his... uh, childhood street you know named after him you know a little honor in an honorary manner manner of course so um congrats to chris jericho on that he received the award and a <clears throat> some sort of proclamation deck whatever the hell it was certificate i'll just say that um it was given to him um but this show started off with the rebar mitzvah of mjf now polo and it went long this whole this whole segment went long. Uh, when I see that, of course, MJF is a great talker. Uh, MJF has the ability to pull stuff like that off. But when I was watching it, it reminded me of WCW when Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara came to take over. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, it, and again, to me, it came across as trying to do some WWE-ish type stuff, especially when you've created your own, you know, uh, dynamic, your own identity. So it's like, why are we doing that? But what say you, Polo? And don't jump ahead of me. Just talk about this. What did you think about this rebar mitzvah? So the portion that we've, we're discussing currently it did run long. Um, one of the things that I'm finding a little challenging is that it feels like uh, MJF is beginning to walk in repetitive motions in terms of the things he's saying to the audience. It's not um, very interesting. And I I am sometimes wondering about their um, making his religion such a focal point. That, yeah. That's something that I do call into question. Um, it felt a little out of place, but at the same time, perfectly gratuitous for the kind of heel champion and self-congratulatory individual that MJF is. Indeed, indeed. So this whole thing was a, you know, a served a lot of purposes, but the main purpose was to get the four pillars of AEW out there. When you talk about the four pillars, you talk about Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, obviously MJF, uh, Sammy Guevara, and another favorite of yours, Darby, all in. So they all get out there to the ring polo, and it's the first time I think ever I've seen four microphones being used on AEW television. Um, they have truly come on up then, if that's the case. Uh, <laughs> so if anybody's wondering if AEW is profitable, hey, there were four microphones in the ring at the same time. Paulo, we're probably going to have a difference of opinion here, and that's okay. Uh, obviously, I, 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 I relish in these moments because apparently this might have been something that you liked. 
I did like this, and I will explain to you why I liked it. Okay. Now, the primary reason I liked it is because they are going back. These are, once again, now these are four homegrown people. Mm -hmm. Four homegrown stars. And they are going back to remind the fans that these four men are people that they plan to build their company around. Mm -hmm. I will say that the elements of it I disliked. I do not think that that any of these men have had the proper build to be considered a real, in my mind. We talked about this thing um, recently about how Jericho wanting to level people up or whatever. I don't feel that any of these men have been leveled up to the point of being a bona fide world title competitor or right. person that I would accept as the world champion of AEW. But it's great to remind them, uh, us of them. And I enjoyed cementing the fact that these four have a story of rivalry that pretty much goes back to day one. Well, when you talk about, again, you're telling me that you like what AEW is trying to do and cementing them or resubmitting them and focusing on them or whatnot. That's not the issue. See, I'm not looking that deep. I don't look that deep into that type of stuff. When I'm talking about things here on Pope's point of view, I speak and address what a normal fan is watching. Okay. And what a normal fan is, is understanding what they're retaining. And the list goes on and on and on for me, Polo, it was good. It served the purpose of what you said, but it was the inside stuff. The, the work quote unquote shoot, the stuff that, you and I may not know about or what even the fans don't know about, but it was just the, and the language Hell, they beeped out bull S H I T. No, no, excuse me. They, they, they bleeped out son of a B, but let B S on the air. And then, and then let B I T C H come right back behind it. And it was so much, it was so much quote unquote, sharp shooting, sharp shooting. And you got Tony Schiavone and, Taz trying to mainly Tony. Oh, that hurt. That, that that was like I don't know. It's this, this work shoot stuff. It only works when everybody knows what you're talking about. I feel that their fan base does. Again, their fan base may know, but Mister and Mrs. Walmart does not know. So, and I understand that they're catering to, of course, their fan base. But is this a reason why the ratings continue to drop? And not go up because we're not bringing in a new audience. Maybe it is. I will say that for me, this was a, I thought that this banter you between them felt fairly real. I felt that I felt that it was real uh, capitalizing on real tension that probably exists between these people. Um, at least to some degree, or certainly it's playing to the perceived tension that the audience would have if there's four people competing for this. And do you want to know the most shocking thing of all, Pope? Okay. I did not hate Darby Allen's portion of it. I thought he had a great one. I legitimately was watching this second-guessing myself. Like, <laughs> do I suddenly not hate Darby Allen? And the and the, the truth is, like, this made Darby Allen 
a more interesting character than just that like bitter little kid running around, you know, like um, it made him feel like more of a real person in just a couple minutes. Again, um, and I agree. I thought Darby had probably one of the stronger, if not the stronger uh, promo delivery of, of of a lot of them. I, I, I Again, I don't like all the inside stuff. I don't, I don't like, you know, the, the Tony office stuff and, and, you know, the, the, the crapping on AEW Dark. Well, God dang, for, for every aspiring star out there, if you want to get to AEW, don't go on Dark because that is a punishment to be on AEW Dark. It's a punishment to be on AEW Elevation. It's a punishment to be on Rampage. Way to crap on the product. That's the stuff I didn't like. I don't like because it serves no purpose other than the fact to tell the people, if you're not on Dynamite, you're not a star. That's what it told the people. I I do understand your point of view on that. I I took it as more about MJF than about those products. Like, you think you're too good for everything except this. This is the only thing that's up to your standards. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, and, and I can see that point of view again, but I will always tell people, I tell people I train, I tell you and I tell the listeners, Mr. and Miss Wal- Mr. and Mrs. Walmart, who says, let me watch wrestling. I want to find something other than WWE, and I watch that. And you're telling me this, so it says, oh, well, I don't need to tune in to Friday because it's not the main show, which is not. I don't need to watch Dark and Elevation. I don't watch it either, Rampage. But, you know, <laughs> like maybe I'm MJF because I've never watched Elevation. I've never watched Dark barely, and I certainly don't watch Rampage. So, <laughs> okay. But so I did. I did enjoy this. I did feel that it revived that rivalry, and I think that it sets up for some exciting kind of competition amongst these individuals to try to climb up the ladder. The one thing that I thought was um, kind of a bit of a a glaring type of thing is hasn't MJF been associated with Jericho and Dusty uh, and Cody, Cody and a variety of others? Yeah. You know, he hasn't been long-term under their tutelage, yeah. but it's not like he was just set out there free range. Well, I mean, that's what makes a heel the heel. A heel can say something about you that applies to them, but make it your truth and not theirs. So, good thing. I like MJF. I like what he does. I don't like the fact it's it's like you said. It's sometimes it's just beginning to seem repetitive. Repetitive now, and uh-huh. and, and and he's to to me MJF verbally, not wrestling speaking. I I like range. It's like singing. Uh, what make great singers great is because they have range and they can tackle a song from so many perspectives. And 
when I hear MJF and these screaming promos, it's the same thing. The ins- the insulting and going back and saying it's the same thing. And so I'm challenging, and I want to see MJF, and I'm challenging him to give me something else besides the same lowbrow. I, I mean, Roddy Piper was great, and I, oftentimes a lot of people compare MJ and, and, and Roddy uh, somewhat. Okay, but Roddy Piper could cut so many different types of promos. Different levels, different whatever. But nonetheless, um, it was he a good inspired. <laughs> what his work right now is very good, but it's not feeling inspired. There you go. All right. Well, I like that. Um, this is something that may have inspired you. We saw your girl Taya Valkyrie make her AEW debut. What were your thoughts on that, Polo? I loved it. I did not love the fact that they. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the young uh, girl who. Jay Cargill or Leo Gray? Leo no, Gray. no, no, no. The one who oh, who, gotcha. Who, um, Matthews, yeah, uh, Kelly. Um, I'm trying to remember her first name, but but she is somebody who, in her own right, is quite deserving of attention and opportunity. Um, and they just sort of like brushed her aside as a, a speed bump for Jade to get to that confrontation. Oh, come on, Polo. She had to serve a purpose. Of course, she did. Absolutely. And I wish it was a, a little bit of a greater purpose. That's all I'm saying about that. But okay. the the fact is that this was a fantastic opportunity. I'm so hesitant because I thought <laughs> I felt like I felt like that audience should have popped louder. louder. I, I think it's the placement. I think I, where I think where it was. I think it's the placement, and then also even though she was. She's she's from Canada, okay. It probably would have made more sense uh, for a promo to have been taking place uh, in in the middle of the ring with Tony Schiavone welcoming the newest addition to the roster. Okay, it, that would have served Canada's own. You cannot go wrong. You you do that. You do that, Polo. Ladies and gentlemen, let me take this opportunity to bring out the newest member of the AEW roster, Canada's own, and you do that, that reaction is going to be totally different. And I will say this as well. Um, I, I always think, like, please, God, nobody miss, miss uh, like, represent Construed. what I'm about to say. I love Taya. Of course. I, Taya is to me, an icon. One of the things that makes Taya an icon is her over-the-top, ridiculous Because she fashion. dressed like you. Yes. <laughs> absolutely correct. <laughs> and when Taya walked out there in that black cat suit with that black jacket on, I was like, oh, no. This is... this. That's how... Y'all... That's how Taya goes to the airport. Like, you know, that's not how Taya comes to the ring. That's how Taya, like, hangs out. You know? I mean... A, I'm exaggerating, but like, you know, I was waiting to see Taya and I'm sure we will get to yeah. see that Taya, yeah. but um, there are so many things that I hope go right about this. I hope Taya is the one who ends Jade's run. I hope Taya um, has that opportunity to like show the world what we've all, anybody who's been following her career through impact and NWA and whatever else know already. She's stellar. And I hope, uh, huh, I hope <laughs> Jade Cargill 
might do the jaded move, but that was the road to Valhalla long uh, before Jade ever stepped in a ring. I don't think those announcers even knew, and I think that's Taya's. Uh, maybe they did, but Taya definitely have to let them know. Hey, look, I'll be you know I'm hitting this, and it's called this, and maybe they'll fix that uh, next week. Here's the question: Do you think at this point in time, Taya defeating Jade Cargill is is more? Uh, is more of a plausible or, or, or money-making move uh, rather than keeping Jay Cargill on the rise until somebody like a Thunder Rosa come back and, and defeat Jay Cargill. I think if they're not going to... Hold on, you're breaking up on me over there, Polo. Let's take a moment to recalibrate. Okay, I... Go ahead. I think if... I think if somebody like Taya is not the one, she's not to going to be the one. take to to take Jade down a notch. I don't think there is um, anyone on the roster, yeah. whether it's Thunder Rosa or anybody. I don't think there's no. somebody on their roster. Wrong. And I w- Wrong. The person you have defeat Jade Cargill is, is Britt Baker. Possibly, or you move Jade Cargill into a position where she does a Goldberg, where she becomes the TNT and world women's champion eventually. But I think that so many parallels can be drawn between what we see with Jade Cargill and what we see with Camille in the national wrestling Alliance. And that is that both of them are these tremendous physical specimen. They are improving and it's very challenging to think about who one would pull the trigger on to kind of stop that momentum for them. Well, gotcha. Well, I'm glad I didn't have to pull the trigger on you because God knows when we talk about women, you surely build momentum. But let's talk about someone that you seem to be taking a liking to if we take what you said earlier uh, when it comes to Darby All In. because I'm... I'm sorry, Polo. Don't push it. I didn't say I was a Darby All In fan. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on over there. You took a liking to Darby All In a little bit. Let's see if you took a liking to another uh, one, being Cassidy Orange, uh, because no. he, <laughs> he, he returned. He returned. He returned, and he retained. I should say his AEW International Championship. It's called that now, guys. And I got to tell you, Polo, just in a nutshell, this whole match left me scratching my head. Um, whether it was from Audrey Edwards making a run in and um, after Bryce Rensburg goes down, she got mad at Jeff Jarrett for kicking Darby in the knee. She got mad because Jeff kicked Darby in his injured knee and hit Jeff on his back to which Jeff turned around and act like he was going to hit her. Whether it was that or whether it was uh, uh, Cassidy Orange uh, tapping Audrey on the sh- Aubrey on the shoulder, and right as she turns around, he slowly gets down on the ground and he sells his knee. To which Aubrey then goes and kicks out the giant and Sanjay Dutt. Or if it was the fact of when he fell back down, selling after he hit the rope, when Jeff Jarrett shot him to the rope. So it's like, hey, is your knee hurt or is it not? Are we supposed to believe you when you sell the the knee? Or like, what is going on? Even if it was all the way to Bryce Rensburg coming back too and making a count when Jeff Jarrett pins uh, Mr. Orange after Jay Lethal interfered. Bryce Rensburg, who is 
totally fine now, does one of those slow counts as if he was knocked out, laying on his stomach, and pulled himself one. Two, the man is standing up and on a knee when he's counting. So he gets on a knee and one leg is propped up, and he counts one, two, three in the slowest fashion. Um, I think a lot of people here expected for Jeff Jarrett to win, but I don't think that that... I personally think it would have been the right thing to do, but certainly not a necessity. Uh, as we know, Jeff wears the black hat, and he wears many other hats now uh, behind the scenes at AEW. Uh, do you like this call of having? I know you don't, but I'm just going to ask you anyways. Do you like the call of Cassidy Orange holding on to the title here? Yeah. I think that Jeff Jarrett should have been the person who won this match to establish this new international title as something that's a little different it you know give them that break even though it's the same lineage it would have given it a break um and it would have allowed him also you know it's jeff jarrett and having him as the first quote-unquote thing would it's great you know Ain't it great? Would have gave the great. title, would have elevated the title. This is a situation, and I always tell you guys, there's three reasons a person holds a title. One is because they're over, two to get them over, and three to get the title over. That's why Ric Flair held it 20-plus times, because the title needed to be uh, shined back up. And you shine that title, that big gold belt back up by putting it on Flair, and then you diminish it that same title as well by putting it on Flair at the last match. <laughs> so guys, with that being said, we're going to take a pause for the cause for stationary identification. When we come back, we're going to talk polo in the NWA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What up, peeps? It's your boy, Pope. If you are listening and enjoying Pope's Point of View with Elijah Burke, be sure to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Springer, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts to subscribe today. All right, guys, your boy's back, and I'm back for the attack, if you will. And that attack is simply, guys, just to let you know what you already know. Of course, you know how to find us because you're already here. But what about those people who don't know? What about your friends or your coworkers? They hear you laughing, or they ask you what you're listening to, and they don't necessarily have Apple Podcasts. You can say, hey, man, y'all going over to your Google Play. Go to Spreaker. Go to iHeartRadio, wherever that may be. You can listen to post point of view with elijah burke and poyo del mar look that's right tell your friends friend your friends friends friend your friends friends mama your future former baby mama your former future baby mama's future baby daddy you tell them all just bring them up there we're everywhere on all the platforms Lord, guys, he was so quick to get in that he totally missed that. But I hope y'all heard it. And then y'all can let him know that your boy, 
got it right. And with that being said, I also want you guys to head on over to love-alive.org. Find out what your boy is doing when he's not on here. Go look at all of the schools that the Love Alive charity has been representing in, going out doing career fairs, and how we're continually trying to find ways to better the community. And that's simply at love-alive.org, guys. Be sure to go over there, visit, look at the stuff, read. And if you have a moment or two, donate a buck. I promise you it'll make a big difference in helping us to continue to be the change that we wish to see in the world by positively influencing many people. And here's one person that I've influenced. He's with me right here right now. So I'm going to go on head on and just give this thing over to the manager of champion and champion managers him and herself as we talk NWA power. Oh, this week was a good episode of Power Pope. And by the way, I will not let it go without being not acknowledged. Pope has influenced me. He is my friend. He's my mentor. He's my arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this episode of Power was very good, Pope. And I really enjoyed a variety of things about it. First of all, we are seeing the evolution and continued evolution of the women's television title tournament, which is very uh, exciting. I, you know, I think that we've got a real depth of competition now in the women's division, and I'm excited to see that grow. But we also, at the height of this for me, was the television championship match what between. A match. It was, and it was a great match between two very well qualified, very well skilled wrestlers. Our champion Thomas Latimer taking on former Ring of Honor television champion Rhett Titus in a great match that ultimately saw them come back and forth, back and forth, before Tom Latimer picked up a very impressive victory. Do you think Rhett Titus is a little, um, what's the word, uh, under, um, what's the Undervalued, word? Undervalued, underutilized, underappreciated. Yeah, but there's, there's a, uh, gosh, how can I not? It's often used for Pope. It's used um, where he's not, necessarily viewed on the level that he should be uh do you think that that's something with Rhett Titus because a lot of people don't know about obviously Rhett's uh long history with Ring of Honor a lot of people don't know just how uh undervalued is the word I'm looking undervalued. at yeah, yeah that's what I'm looking for I I think that Rhett um it, there's a thing about Ring of Honor competitors in NWA for some reason, you know, Sal the pal is a former ring of honor world tag team champion. And Rhett Titus is a former ring of honor world television champion. And, you know, when you look back at the history of people who've held that title, that's a very impressive lineage, you know, mm. of people who've been the world television champion in ring of honor. So I do feel that he doesn't get um, the value that he deserves or even the showcase that he deserves. He's an outstanding wrestler. I think if I were to have to look at where he manages to continue flying under the radar in NWA, he's not a flashy character. He's not uh, an outspoken character. He's not, you know, he's there kind of um, falling into that role of he's a good hand. And in the world of professional wrestling, y'all, he's a good hand is not a compliment because it usually does not get you anywhere. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, again, this matchup I did I very much enjoyed. Everybody knows uh, my love of Tom Latimer. Uh, I think he's a underutilized. That's not the word either. Whatever. I'm leaving that one alone. I come back to it. But <laughs> Tom is underappreciated, undervalued, underrepresented, <laughs> under spotlighted, under showcased. You know what they say was so- underwhelming. They're when not, so- when not someone should be to the top. It should be this or that, but they're always downplayed. I don't know the word, but I get because, like I said, it's been used on me um, as an adjective for quite some time with certain situations. But Tom Latimer, I'm again, I'm so thrilled that he's in the position that he's in. He looks great. The dude can go in the ring. He loves to wrestle. Sometimes shouldn't um, because he's a monster. I do understand showing what you're capable of doing, Tom. But at the same time, you gotta. You know, you got to do it with individuals that are on par with you, I should say. And not that uh, Titus Rex wasn't, but, man, you know, Tom is so big. I would just like to see him out there, you know, doing a lot of power moves and and, and whatnot and allowing uh, Titus Rex to uh, try to outquick him and try to find ways to to get quick pins on Tom Latimer. But nonetheless, again, a great match uh, for me. It was uh, the best part for me personally of the show. Um, you want to like, know why I loved this match so much specifically? It was wrestling. It was wrestling yeah. for the world television title. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a definitive outcome. And it was two people who could just get in there and go. Yeah. Um, and they got to do it for the world television title. And I, I'm one of the things that bummed me is that Jordan Clearwater is somebody who could go too, and he just never seemed to get out of the gates in terms of that. And then before that, um, you know, we had that champion. Well, so let let me say this: uh, uh, Jordan still has so so much time left in front of him. A lot of times we're placed in positions that we're not quite ready for. Um, I, I I agree with you on that. I, I don't think that was Jordan's time. I don't think it was the right time, especially with the type of setting and tapings and everything that goes on uh, with the NWA. But that's just your boy's opinion. I'm, I'm, again, I like Jordan. I'm a fan of him. I just don't think it was the right time um, for that. And we can obviously see the difference between all of those uh, us individuals that have held that NWA TV title. Uh, compared to Jordan uh, Clearwater. Again, not a knock, just stating the facts. And here's another fact, Polo. While that was my favorite match, this was my favorite moment. Mr. Fantastic himself, Bobby Fulton's promo. Now, I'm not one to sit back and just watch promos, especially because I hold promos to a high standard, much like I do with my very own. But Mr. Fulton, who has dealt with throat cancer, and he made it known, who has somewhat of a speech impediment at this moment. Man, what a fiery, heartfelt promo that this man did. And again, guys, NWA, it ain't scripted. What a promo. I thought it was phenomenal, Pope. It was absolutely Phenomenal. Yeah. And as somebody who has the pleasure of working with Mr. Bobby Fulton, a bona fide tag team legend in the world of professional wrestling, 
Um, everything that he was saying is true. And he was, it resonated for me because it was so authentic. But as a viewer, it resonated because it was just that damn good. It was. <laughs> it was that damn good. It was. And I don't think no one will argue, guys, if you haven't seen that, head on over to YouTube. Uh, just check that out. And, and, and you'll see a real man uh, giving his real thoughts and feelings uh, uh, about a wrestling uh, situation. And I think you guys will enjoy it. Continue, Polo. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, uh, my one of my favorite lines in that is that he said he, he might not be everything he used to be, but for one moment, he can be everything he needs to be. And, and, I, and I personally hope he, he is that uh, whenever I meet him again, because I want to punch him in the throat. <laughs> yeah, I want to beat him up. Why, why wouldn't I? Why I would you want to beat up a legend? Well, you too can beat up a legend, Polo, if you learn how to wear wrestling <laughs> boots and not heels. But listen, <laughs> no. Bobby Fulton was wonderful. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I say that facetiously, but I say that uh, with some realism as well. Uh, I want to wrestle Bobby Fulton. I want to be his official last match. So you guys have probably been hearing me talk about this for the, you know, over the course of the past three, four podcasts. You know, that was something that Bobby acknowledged. And, and, and that was out of the blue for me where he said, Pope, I promise you, if I have one more match, you will be it. And so that's never left me. That sticks with me. So if I get a chance to punch him in the throat, or the cooter. If you sim, you punch him in the cooter too. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the cooter, Mr. Bobby Fulton. I'll fill you in on that cooter punch in a later, you know, a little bit later. I'm all jab you right in the gooch. <laughs> but nonetheless, it was a great. You did a fantastic promos, Pope. What about that lovely Pollo Del Mar and the Thrill Billy Silas Mason? It was great to see the that side of Thrill Billy. Yes, that was a good promo too. Of course, you're going to put yourself over, but no need to. Pope will do it for you. Uh, I thought it was good to get somewhat of a serious side from you guys. Uh, for some reason, Polo came across to me as a little timid. I don't know what it was. I don't know if Polo was, if that was what you were after has been, you know, because the, the moment was serious and it seemed like you were extra serious and cautious as well for your man when you were talking about through And that's good. That's not bad at all. I'm saying that was great. It came across and it's like, okay, thrill Billy means business. And you can see that because Poyo Delmar isn't being over eccentric doing this so that's what i mean by range and it's good to have you got to have range to give me different sides of the character and you did that you know and pope mentioning that we're not scripted we're not and so we're up there and i stumble over my own words and then i just stop and i was like oh i'm so upset man i can't even get my thoughts straight and yeah. one of the things too that i hope people got from that is 
you know, in a weird way, we, you know, how many couples do you know, Pope? Like, you know, he's over here being like, well, I can't control this. And I'm, you know, his woman. And I'm like, well, let me tell you, I, he's being nice. I'm going to tell you about, you know, and um, I'm very excited to see where we get to go with this. this yes, you know, indeed, indeed. And I'm going to be watching if, if I'm not there, because guys, uh, uh, before we close it out, I might as well go ahead and say, yes, you know, I haven't been on power for quite some time now. And um, if you follow me on social media, you see me allowing you to be heard. A lot of you are tweeting me and and tweeting the NWA and posting comments on NWA's accounts and tagging me. So I'm sharing them. And Polo, something literally popped me was uh, on Twitter where, you know, Someone posted a picture of Pope and Hard Times 3, which was the last time that I was on NWA television, and um, was asking, you know, where's Pope? And Pope should be contending for the 10 pounds of gold, and the list goes on and on and on. And our good supporter of the NWA, uh, constant supporter, Santa, uh, from the volunteer state of Tennessee, uh -huh. if you will, he decided to tweet out, he needs to get a gig. He been Pope. He needs to get a gig on Fox News to be taken seriously. And uh -huh. that that just popped me. So shout out to you, Santa, from the volunteer state of Tennessee. I hope to see you soon. I hope to see all of my NWA um, fans and supporters real soon. But for right now, Polo, all roads leads to California as your boy will be there with All Caribbean Wrestling on March the 30th for Mania Week. So I hope to see what? you. Yeah. So hope to see a lot of you out there for that. And then, Polo, the, uh, uh, next week, I'll be also in Louisville, Kentucky for Dave Marquez's debut of... Derby, Derby City? City Wrestling. And I just did a podcast uh, interview a little bit ago before you and I start a little bit ago. Yep, that's correct. A little bit ago. So um, I just did um, um, a little interview uh, hyping that show and, and um, giving some information. So, hey, man, um, I, I'm looking forward to it. Return to Louisville. And be, be more importantly, let me say this. More importantly, I'll be wrestling Dylan Bostic. Uh, who is from the OVW alumni section as well. And we've never had a match together, so this would be pretty cool to be in the ring with him. But I think what I'm looking forward to more than anything, Polo, is Dave Marquez holding a microphone and calling out Pope. I am so looking for that. I really am. Well, I am about to call you out too. How are you going to be out here on... March 30th with All Caribbean Wrestling, which I've never got to wrestle for. And this is my home state, and you know I'm going to be there, and you're not even booking me, and this is just terrible. Well, Polo, you read your list of things to do just last week or the week before. I, you're you're like tied up. You got everything going. You got like four days, I don't, don't you? Thing going on the 30th. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, ACW, y'all hear that? We're going to have to look into that and see what we can do then. If you're going to be out there, um, you know, hey, be sure to hit me up on that so I can look into that for you, Polo. So also, I just wanted to say that it was one of our, the big supporters, not just of the National Wrestling Alliance, but our po of the you Pope, of me, of the of our podcast. Um, it was the Jay Callett, the Alliance blog, who's the one who tweeted 
you saying like, where in the heck is Pope? This guy mm -hmm. needs to be uh, wrestling for the 10 pounds of gold. And Jay Cal is a huge advocate for you. Um, he and the Alliance guys do their Twitch streams every single week and they love you. They love me. They love the NWA. And I agree with them wholeheartedly. You should be back in the mix and you should be competing for that title. All right. Well, I appreciate that very much, Polo. And I don't believe you're saying that because I'm captaining the ship here. I know you're saying that from a true place because you grabbed your ear when you were doing it. So is it going to get me booked on March 30th? And I'll me well, guys, we'll it's have to taking it all back. We'll just have to wait and see. Much like we're going to have to wait and hear your boy and Polo yet again next week, because Polo is that time. It is that time where we must turn ship and set sail in the opposite direction. So, for the Deacon to the guy, like Alakon Khan and House, and for the manager of champions, him and herself, Polo Del Mar, I am your host of host, your guy, like your paragon of virtue, your former. NWA World's Television Champion, the Pope, Elijah Burke, said, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and always remember, if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. The people around you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.